0: Welcome to The Corporate Coven, a podcast that explores the intersection of mysticism and the modern workplace. On this show, we discuss how to bring your spiritual craft and practice into the workplace. We'll talk to people who have found ways to include ritual and spirituality into their everyday work, and hear from experts on the topics of how to stay spiritually connected while managing the demands of the modern workplace. Our host, Jessica, is a certified career counselor, HR outlaw, and vocational astrologer. If you've ever wondered how to bring your spiritual practice into the workplace, this podcast is for you. Join us as we radically transform workplaces to be a little more magical. What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven. Now, as I was sitting down and I was trying to think of episode ideas, I have a few that are like drafted that I just need to refine things on, and I have guest episodes scheduled coming up and, and things of that nature, but I was like, I want to do something new. Where I'm at right now today, it's like snowy and my my kids are sick and it's kind of quiet and I'm just kind of sitting here like, oh, like I need to be inspired. Like I, I want something that's exciting to me and is is fun and it's creative. And I was just feeling really, really stuck on what that could be. I even got on to chat GPT and I was like, what are some good episode ideas? And and I wasn't just I, I wasn't very good at giving it prompts, I guess, because I was really not pleased with the output that AI was getting me. But I was just like, I want to do something different I want to do something different, right? So it hit me that we are into April now and I haven't sent out my newsletter to the corporate coven on, you know, the, the energy of April, the major transits yet. I've been working really hard on like refining things in the coaching program. I have a lot of client videos that I'm doing right now. Um, I'm super busy in my day job. I have a lot going on right now. And so I'm like, man, I'm like, not only am I, A little behind. I'm also feeling really uninspired. And then it hit me. Hey, I keep talking about how I'm a tarot reader as well. I only do tarot readings in person. I'm not offering virtual tarot readings at the moment. And I've had a few episodes talking a little bit about tarot. I was also going back and listening to like my really, really old podcast episodes on the podcast I did with one of my really good friends. I'm actually going to link a few of the episodes in the show notes here. But I used to talk about tarot quite a bit, and that is a big part of my practice and something I'm really passionate about. So I'm going to do a tarot reading. We're going to do a tarot reading this episode. I have pulled six different cards for the month of April, and I'm going to share a little bit of cardomancy with you. If you are curious to work with me in the tarot, you can reach out to me on my DMs. If you are local in the state of Utah, if you are virtual, I might be open to starting to do virtual readings again. I just really love feeding off of people's energy, and there's nothing like being in person for that. But if you're interested in this episode and you want to hear more about tarot from me, let me know. Otherwise, let's look at what the cards have in store for us for the month of April. In this reading, I am using the Wild Unknown Tarot by Kim Kranz. And to help give you an idea of what we're going to be going through, this is a little bit of the spread that I did. And I say a little bit just because typically as a reader, I'm very much an intuitive reader. Um, I think I've only used, for example, the Celtic Cross spread maybe twice in my entire time reading tarot. I've been reading tarot since... Oh... I don't know. I started doing it professionally um, in 2017. And I started reading like a, a year or two before then. And I've done a few like standard. If you're on my newsletter, I've sent out a few spreads that I've created. But I'm very much an intuitive reader. It's like, what am I trying to accomplish? What do I need to know? And then how many cards do I feel like it would take me to really understand? what is needed from me at this time. Right? So as I was tuning into the energy of the deck and I was shuffling and I was thinking about the month of April, it really came out in this way. I have four cards, which represent the weeks of April, like the the primary weeks, right? So four weeks, four cards. And then I wanted to have two kind of anchor cards as a follow-up of like, here are the four weeks. And maybe a little bit of like a, a, so what I always end with like a, so what, what do I do about it? What do I do with this information? What does this look like now? Right. And so this is what we're getting. We're getting six cards. The first four are for the four weeks of April. And then we have these kind of anchor cards that are going to really help us understand how to ground into this energy in more meaningful ways. In the first position and the first card for the first week of April, and you could really consider this encompassing the dates of April 1st through April 8th, we see the strength card. Now, a few important things to note about this card. Number one, this is a major arcana. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the tarot, then something that would be useful to understand is that in the minor arcana or like the, the you know, the 1 through 10, and then the page in this deck, it's the daughter, the son, the mother, and the father. Um, These are representative of quicker moments in time, things that will maybe take a day or, you know, a week to maybe clear up or get some clarity around. The major arcana are representative of larger themes and longer moments in time, something that might take a few months, year, years even. These are bigger... Phases and energies that you're moving through and we see the strength card in this first week. Now if you've tuned into my Weekly staff meeting episodes and you've heard me go over the astrology then I shared how This week of April is really kind of about um, Refining and like realigning because we're going into a waxing gibbous lunar phase this week and it's really about like reorienting ourselves after these major shifts, right? At the end of March, we had these significant outer planetary shifts and now we're kind of reorienting ourselves into this new existence, into this new energy, um, this new perspective, if you will. And when you see the strength card, you get that indication that this is going to take a moment actually this isn't like, okay, Pluto's in Aquarius and now everything is different. This isn't Saturn's in Pisces and everything's, you know, this way now. This is really understanding that we're moving into a new, I can't think of the the right word for it, but these are longer transits that just happened. Like, like these are major shifts that are going to be impacting the collective over a longer period of time. Like a Saturn transit is two and a half to three years. Pluto is going to be in Aquarius for like 20 years. Like these, these are longer moments of time. So it really makes sense that we see strength come in where we're looking for this moment of reorientation and really trying to understand like, who are we on the other side of all of these changes? And and what has changed in the landscape for us to move forward? Now, the strength card is often represented by a lion, and it is in this deck. And sometimes there's a person with the lion. Um, Kim Kranz uses just strictly like nature scenes. You don't see people in this specific tarot deck. And the lion is sitting here holding a rose softly in his mouth. There is no sign of aggression or anger. But when you do see the strength card, no matter what the lion is doing, um, the person with them, or sometimes it's the actual lion, they look really peaceful and calm. And the concept is that when you need to move through something, we want to think about your internal strength and that resilience and fortitude and confidence that we hold within ourselves rather than it being an external aggression, um, you know, a roaring, a violent slash of the lion claw, or anything like that. It's really when you are so solid in who you are that as the rest of the world around you changes, you can remain unbothered to some extent. It's not that you are not ever irritated But it's just that, like, the thorn in your foot is not something that you are going to, like, make a big scene about. Like, you're really okay with who you are. And I think that, again, when I, when I consider the major astrological transits, and we've talked about this already on the podcast episode. Um, so it really makes sense that this is really about your own internal reorientation. And, and you could even ask yourself the question of, like, what do I need to feel okay? You know, there's, there's all this, turmoil, there's all this shifting, there's all this news, there's all these things happening around me. What do I need to feel okay? What do I need to be able to feel solid and stable, courageous and confident in who I am? This is also really making me think about the full moon in Libra that we have on Thursday. And Because it's in Libra, we know Suns and Aries, right? This is the polarity between myself and the other, who I am versus who I am with other people, how I see me and how I am perceived by those around me. And it's illuminating that polarity. And as again, like through these shifts, you want to like maybe almost take inventory of like, who am I now? And also, how does that change the way that I interact with other people Uh, how do, how do others see me and how well does that line up with my expectations of that? But again, really trying to lean into and embody the strength card of understanding that this is going to take some time to figure out. You're not going to have the full moon and all of a sudden everything's going to make sense and you're going to be really great at this. It's again, going to your inner world and finding yourself in a space where you feel patient and where there is a strong like sense of your own inner power this is peak uh leo energy right like i know myself so well that your opinion of me doesn't change the way that i feel about myself i might take it and i might see that as a data point and i'll do whatever i need to with that data point but i also feel really strong in who i am in the second week of april and in the second card position we have another major arcana we have the emperor and so this is actually something that's really interesting and you'll hear this but all three of the major arcana that we got in this reading are actually correlated with the fire zodiac signs and so i think that that's really worth calling out and just kind of naming that in this april season and in this really maybe fiery um And you might even say volatile type of like month in terms of the astrology. We also see that reflected in the deck as well and in the major arcana. So, again, like these are just bigger moments. These are bigger energies. This is going to take some time for us to really work out and to understand and to integrate ourselves into. But in the second week of April with the Emperor card, what we're looking at is this is like daddy. This is the emperor. And in Kim Kranz's deck, she has this gorgeous pine tree and the color is really significant here. Um, the tall pine is black and all around it is white. And then there is like an eclipse in the upper right corner. And so what we see is the concentration of ink is really happening like from within the tree and this masculine energy is really about accumulating resources, right? It's about um, going out and getting the the dinner. It's going out and accomplishing the goal. Um, it's really focused and it's direct. And you really see that in the artistic expression of the tree in this emperor card. Like I said, the emperor is really about like we think of father energy and Whatever your relationship is to your, you know, father, biological or not, um, think about like the archetype of a father. Um, think about the archetype of the masculine or the patriarchal figure in society or in a family, right? It's, uh, we think about protection. We think about the person who is stable. I've said this before when I've talked about like presidents or figureheads and CEOs like one of their biggest jobs is to help the family feel safe and it's not necessarily like always telling the children hey like you know a a storm is coming we're probably gonna like get like kicked out of our house and all the things are happening like you're always gonna hear the dad being like it's gonna be okay I'm gonna take care of you we're gonna be able to get through this they don't necessarily always share like the truth or the reality of what is happening but they do share what they need to give you a sense of security and stability They also find themselves in positions where they have to make really difficult decisions, right? And um, understand what their impact is to the people around them. And when I think about the second week of April, and I'm not going to get too into the astrology because that's what my... Corporate Coven staff meeting episodes are four, um, but you'll want to think about, you know, what are some of the astrological transits, the major transits that we'll be going through and experiencing. And if you understand again, that we were coming from this place of like, when we feel composed, uh, then it's easier for us to take care of other people. It's the classic apply your own oxygen mask first situation. After you've done the reorienting, after you have started, you know, and you've even moved into the full moon lunar phase in the month of April, And the attention has been spotlighted on who you are. Now you think about like, well, what can I do with this? How can I serve people? How can I go out and how can I make an impact now that I have a better idea of what the landscape is and who I am and what my values are now? How do I go out and do I make a difference? And in this week, um, I know, Without getting too into the chart, because I'm not pulling the chart and looking at it as I'm recording this episode, but I know that we're going to be moving into the waning gibbous, which is where we start shedding information and we start giving back to others. And I think this is going to be a really important week where you really start considering your responsibility to other people, your responsibility to the teams that you work on, your responsibilities to family units that you might be a part of in your community. You might find yourself in leadership positions or you are looking to leaders, but there is this strong, uh, you know, again, like father, it's patriarchy, but it's, it's the paternal in its highest expression. It's, um, it's, it's the benefit, the positive of having this type of masculine energy within yourself, within a family, within society. Don't get hung up on anatomy as I use this language, cause it's not about anatomy. It's about the energetic expression and recognizing that we all have this energy within us to some extent. And you might be leaning into it a little bit more in the week of April, which we're looking at, um, April 9th through April 15th. Now in the third week of April and in the third card position, we see the Daughter of Cups. And I w- need to consider sometimes doing these as videos so you could see the artwork. If you have the Kim Krans Wild Unknown Tarot, then you know what I'm talking about. In the Daughter of Cups, we see this adorable little... What's a, what's a baby swan? It's not a duckling. Gosling? That's a goose. Anyways, you see this adorable, like, little baby swan. Um, and they all of the deck is, like, a lot of black and white, and then she really prioritizes, Kim does, when color is brought into the cards, and it's just softly, like reflecting the shape of the daughter of cups of this little like swan baby. And that's where you finally see the rainbows and the ripple of the water. And so you see this, this gorgeous black and white contrast. And then it's in the reflection of the subject matter that you see the color and the rainbow and the energy in this card. And again, looking at the astrology, because that's like my primary mode of divination is I'm, a, you know, a professional astrologer. I know that this week we have the new moon. We're also moving into the sign of Taurus in terms of seasons. We're moving into Taurus season. And we get like the Mercury station. And so um this week, when when we're looking at the card and when we know like a little bit of the astrology that we're moving into, this could feel like I mean it's it's creative, but it's also like soft. It's really Like when I think of Taurus, I think about like the sensual nature. And when you like look at this little duck, even like it looks, it's not a duck. What do you call a baby swan? It's not important. It's soft, right? It's soft. And I feel like you can see like the emotion and it's, and it's water. It is the cup suit, which does connect us to the water elements. And the fact that it's like a little, it's a smaller, it's a younger animal. It's also like a younger energy. This is the daughter, right? Um, you know, we think about, uh, that which is soft and creative, but also maybe naive. Like there is a naivety that comes with this nature and also potentially like easily upset or spooked or startled. Like you know, when you're when you're older, you know that there's not actually monsters under the bed. But when you're little, you're like, man, there there might actually be a monster under my bed. And even just thinking about that as a possibility is going to give me nightmares and I'm going to be up all night. Right. So easily upset and influenced by the world around her, the daughter of cups. And I think that especially as we are looking at, uh, you know, the entire month of Taurus season, we're going to be getting this like harsh aspect from Pluto, and Mercury retrograde. I mean, Mercury's been in its shadow, but this is going to be like really destabilizing. Uranus is a big part of, of this transit. Um, and what's going to be coming up there. So I think about how like this third week, we might feel like the meek, mild little bird animal. Um, and feeling like we want to be creative. We have like these ideas. We have like these little things that we want to do, but they may not be the most grounded. They may not, um, we, we, we may also not find that we have a ton of like energy to be expending towards the thing uh, but we're still like optimistic. We're still hopeful. There's still like a little bit of us that is a dreamer and we want to see really what we find beautiful in ourselves reflected out in the world. And I think that's going to be the priority of, you know, again like pre- leading up to this we are doing a lot of like internal and introspective work that's already very much the vibe of this reading is that which is inside of you right your own inner strength and fortitude how you can use that to be a beacon of hope and responsible for you know the care of other people but also recognizing the the contrast of having this really strong um, emperor strength card, you know, in fire, these are really like, you know, masculine or young elements. And then the contrast comes in with the daughter of cups and it's immediately like soft, right. And it's, and it's water. And so it's cooling, um, And you get this like strong polarity. And I'm just thinking about the need to like really honor that duality within ourselves. And in what ways do we need to show up as like, you know, the the mom or dad is like, I'm composed. I have myself together. I'm telling everyone else it's going to be OK, even though internally I might be freaking out as well. And I think this card is just really here to say, like honor and nurture that daughter of cups within you. And especially as we're moving into like the new moon in Aries, you know this is the start of a new lunar cycle as well and it's almost like acknowledging like what is new within you what is soft where do you maybe feel the inspiration the spark of creativity to to do something and to begin something or initiate something which reflects that inner light within you which reflects that softness and it's it's almost like going into like inner child work of like we spend so much time trying to be responsible adults but when do we really get to like nurture the little one inside of us and the fourth week of april in the fourth card we move right back into the fire element and we see the eight of wands which um, is again like all of these cards are really stunning this is one of the reasons why i was so interested in this deck in the first place and actually i don't remember there's a there's a, another podcast episode where i talk about all of the decks that i have and this is one of the, the earlier ones that i bought for myself because the imagery was just so stunning to me in the eight of wands we see um you know like sticks <laughs> lying on the ground. And then there is a bolt of uh, colored lightning and that's where the color is. The entirety of the card is actually really, really dark. And the bright white is right where the lightning rod is striking the earth and where all of the like rainbow energy is focalized at that one point on the ground. And when you understand like the the journey of like one through 10, eights really come in after a hardship has been faced. Like you face a lot of strife and difficulty um and needing to like stand up for yourself in the seven and then the eight comes as kind of like a resolution. This is the moment in Lord of the Rings where the giant eagles come and pick up Gandalf and the Hobbits. It's not Lord of the Rings, is it's a the Hobbit, sorry. But that's the moment like that kind of feels like, oh like we just like did the really hard thing and now like the eights come in And we have this like knowledge moving forward. We have the power going forward. Like we found the antidote. We were we're able to do the thing and the story isn't over. It's not complete, but it does feel like a triumph in its own right. And this ability to move forward. And in the fire suit, this is about, you know, our inspiration and our passion. Um, You know, if you've listened to previous episodes of mine, you know that I have this obsession with correlating the Clifton strengths finder domains of leadership with the four elements and I talk about this a lot with the astrology but the four elements show up in tarot as well and the fire element is really connected to the um, per- like persuasive and influencing domain of leadership. We think about fire as that which excites us and motivates us. It's our spark of creativity. You know, fire is a very divine element. It's the spark of life. It's that which animates us and brings us to life. And in this card, we often see, I mean, and again, this is represented in the artwork. It's that strike of lightning. It's the clarity that comes, um, after being in a situation where you feel stuck. Um, it's again, it's the eagles coming to take you away. And it's like a, a saving grace of some sense and in the fourth week of april this is actually like a quiet week in terms of major astrological transits um you know there's mercury's station we're well into taurus season at this point and there's not going to be any other like significant shifts um the rest of this month and so it almost feels like again like what do we do in a retrograde we go back and we review we revise we recalibrate And I think that it's going to be part of this like journey of going backwards where we really start to identify like the, aha, it was right in front of me all along. Oh, there, there feels like a cheesy thing happening right now of, uh, you know, you had the treasure with you all this time. I'm not going to, I was about to reference a book, but I don't want to spoil it for any of you if you haven't read it yet, but go read the alchemist. It's this type of like storyline, like, you know, um, the the real treasure was friendship. It's something along those lines. Like it's like you go through the retrograde, you begin in there and then all of a sudden like the aha comes and you're like, yes, OK, now I see what this is and now I know what I'm doing um, and you're going to be able to experience more of like that triumph moment. And going to the two anchor cards, right? Like the, so what, what is April all about? What is the point of this energy of this month? Like, what are we doing with these other cards? Like, like, how do I ground into this reading and this understanding? Like what's going on? So the two cards that I drew, the daughter of wands and temperance, right? Fire, um, daughter of wands is in the fire suit. And then temperance is the Sagittarius card. And so again, we have, Leo in the strength card, Aries in the emperor, and now Sagittarius in the temperance card. And so it's just very much like a fiery reading. Almost every single card besides the daughter of cups is in the fire element in some way. And I think that's just really important to call out is that April is a month about getting like reinvigorated and re inspired. And this is a little bit of like how you're going to be able to do that. So the so what, right? Like the daughter of wands. This is still very much like a young and naive energy. And whereas the daughter of cups was that little swan baby in the daughter of wands and the fire element, we see a snake. I am in love with snakes. I have, you know, snake tattoo, um, Slytherin. <laughs> I'm, I'm really into snakes and I, I love the imagery there. It's like this really beautiful, colorful, it reminds me of a coral snake wrapped around a, a wand like like imagine a magic wand there's blossoms growing off of it and you know they're they're beautiful and the colors are really important the colors here are like red yellow and orange and these are really associated with like the lower chakras right your root your sacral and your solar plexus chakra where you feel safe and secure where you feel creative emotional and vulnerable and also where you feel a, a strength and a strong sense of um uh, what's another word for strength? Just again, like that fortitude that comes with the strength card, um, this confidence and belief in yourself and in your ability to accomplish or to execute. The Daughter of Wands is, you know, you could call her a visionary. She's optimistic and looks at the world and sees nothing but possibilities. And, you know, she's the, the, like the free spirit really of all of the daughters because it's fire, which already wants to move around and to jump and to chase that, what she's curious about. It's the little child who wanders into the field, chasing a butterfly and, and is just, um, uh, you know, really, really excited about what she can accomplish, what she can explore and what she's allowed to be curious about. And so this could also represent someone going through transformation or I think that some of the language that the author uses in the guidebook is like a spiritual breakthrough of sorts. Uh, It's someone who's just beginning and just starting. So again, like the so what? Like this month is really about the journey that we go through, exploring the polarity between the fire within us, but where we allow the moments for water, the moments for emotional reflection, the moments for that vulnerability and that nurturing. And I love seeing the two daughters here. I always try to think about like the nature of the relationships and it's it, I'm i'm getting like the the twins analogy here right like this month venus moves into gemini too and so you see like uh the dual nature and water and fire are the polar elements to each other and so again how do you have this energy within yourself how are you both the daughter of wands and a young uh raw, perhaps untested fire, as well as the daughter of cups, the raw, young, naive, and untested water. And how do you balance being really external or extroverted with balancing that with an introversion or an introspective or vice versa? Think about like working outside of your preference here and and how do you hold space for both? Um, you know, how do you go out and remain curious and open, but at the same time, like really protect yourself without dimming that fire, right? And this balance between the two elements is really what's being expressed in the temperance card, which is the second grounding or anchor card that we have in this spread that I did for the month of April. So the temperance card is the most colorful in the entire deck. And what I love about this is that the majority of the spread is all black and white. And, but you really see the most color concentration in the water cup. And then, then in the anchor cards of the daughter of wands and temperance. And again, like this association and connection is really important. Um, this is also, these are the only two cards where you really see blue and green come into play the other ones are pretty dominated by the like lower chakra colors right the red orange and yellow but we're moving into like uh other energies we're moving into other consciousness and we're moving into other like centers of work if you will moving into these new colors But you see this heron with water coming down. I always actually always thought the bird was crying that the water was coming from the eye, but now I don't see that. And so you have like water coming from like the neck of the bird and falling into the flames without actually evaporating. You can still see the outline of the water droplet inside the heart of the flame. And so we think about the contrast of holding space for that which is water and that which is fire, that which is the excitable aspirational motivational and that which is uh, vulnerable and about connection and love i'm just exposing all of my i would say like nerdiness but i think it's just like a true millennial trait because i'm going to make a harry potter reference right now and i already like quoted or referenced lord of the rings um but you know it's funny that i initially saw this card and i thought i saw like the bird crying because i was like it kind of reminds me of like the Phoenix tears in Harry Potter, like, you know, um, in the power that they hold, but also like the renewal of the Phoenix and how important that is. And he, a renewal and a type of healing are some key words for the temperance card and the major arcana. Um, but you know, the bird is again, like really peaceful. You don't see this animal in panic or fear, or you know getting ready to like fly away or cause a scene she's actually like very calm standing so close to the fire and that's maybe because she knows that she is protected with the water and it's really about being like the moderator between them and that's really what the bird is is being in between these two elements is like the moderator or the facilitator it's the observer i'm actually going to use that language the bird is the observer of this intersection between the two elements and if you have a mindfulness or meditation practice and you already understand how valuable being the observer of something is being the observer of what's happening you are not your emotions you're the observer of the emotions and you can use them again as data points to inform how you respond to a situation so it's it's being less reactive which i actually like as i'm saying this out loud i'm going back to the daughter cards where they are young and therefore they're very excitable. They're very much influenced by their external environment. And um, I think about the mood swings of children for a moment, like, you know, just like yeah, I'm, I'm the polar extremes. I'm really, really happy. And then I'm sobbing and throwing a tantrum, especially when we're tired and we really like the lines between our emotions are, are not clear and we can oscillate between them so easily. But, this month is is about more leaning into, again, that that strength, that emperor, that temperance card. I am the observer of what's happening. I'm strong within myself. And as things happen around me, I can just sit in my peace without being overly influenced or overly excited by that, but still honoring that we are having reactions, that we do have feelings, but just not letting them control us or own us or being the primary driver. It's like the difference between being reactive and proactive right so this is really about you know finding that balance and like if you've been experiencing excess in any area of your life or area of your chart I mean let's talk about how we've had so much going on in Aries we've had a, a mass group of planets hanging out in Aries and really in one part of the needle wheel anyways and so really finding ways to like seek out that balance and also offer ourselves maybe a little bit of like restraint and really being self-contained I think is a good one. I think especially with like the Sagittarian fire, it's about big expansive fire and going all over the place. But, uh, you know, when we can direct that fire and when we can employ it in more meaningful ways, then we can have really impressive outcomes, especially when it comes to our creativity. And so I think seeking a little bit of balance is going to be just really key for for being able to honor like, again, the so what, you know, we're going to have the moment with strength with the emperor, with the daughter of cups, with the eight of wands, but so what it's about maintaining this, this whimsy, this, this childlike belief and curiosity and optimism in the month ahead, while also not getting carried away with that, right? Not letting it run too far. It's about really honoring like what is young and what is old within us. Um, what is curious and empowered versus what is sensitive and, uh, you know, again, maybe fearful or something. So really fun. Okay. We're going to wrap up there. Um, if you like that and you would like me to do more tarot, please let me know. Uh I think I will link the deck in the show notes if you want to check out Kim Cran's work if you're unfamiliar with this deck. It is beautiful and it was one of my first. And I wish you all the best in the month of April. Again, tune into my weekly staff meeting episodes if you want to hear more depth on the astrology. Otherwise, head to my website to find more ways to work with me, thatwitchfromwork.com. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and gave valuable insights into the world of personal and professional alchemy. If you want to stay updated on the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and turn on notifications. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, and you can visit my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com to find other ways to connect and work with me. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please let me know in the comments on this episode what you're interested in. Until next time, keep working your magic and casting spells of success in your career and life.